everyone and welcome to another Bible study here at One Love Live at Love Walk. I am your host, Leela Winston. I pray that you're well and that God is continually blessing in your life. As you know, we come together to read in the Word of God so that we can practically apply it to our lives and also so that we can accomplish the purpose of our lives. So guys, I hope you have been well. I hope you have been you know, following in the Word of the Lord and doing His will. Um, I have been praying for you. I pray for you every single day. So I know that you are growing in God's word. You're finding new resources. You're praying. Um, So uh, I just want to thank you for tuning in. And we'll go ahead and jump right into today's Bible study. We're going to start with 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 to 3. And so you know this verse pretty well. We all do. And I'm going to get started. It's 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 and 3. It says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know you the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. That's 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 and 3. And so we are looking at this verse because there's lots of information here that's going to help us to be able to live out our daily lives in a really practical way. So we've been looking at practical ways that we get to live out our life um, and that we apply scripture in the past few Bible studies so that we are able to make the right decisions, able to, you know, choose the correct path and the correct people, right? first thing I want to point out from 1 John chapter 4 verse 1 and 3 is that the the scripture says the Antichrist is already here. He's here, right? The idea of being against Christ and his word and what he's saying, right? That's already here in the world. You don't have to wait for it. And the second thing is that he says right out of the gate, right? In verse 1, try every spirit, test the spirits. It's an absolute necessity if you are a believer. You can't just live your life willy-nilly, just grabbing everybody and putting them in your basket, right? You have to be um, watchful. You have to be discerning when it comes to human beings. You have to be thoughtful um, when it comes to how you choose how to interact with people in your life, people around you. And so discernment is going to help you to do that and really tapping into uh, the word of God and being sensitive to the spirit helps do this. So we are testing whether a spirit be clean or unclean. And so we did a Bible study recently that talked about clean and unclean as it pertained to the spiritual world, right? Whether something is of God or not. So we explored that, you know, and we kind of looked at what it was saying. And I think we can apply those same things, but we're going to take it just a step further today. In fact, when we learn about the man of perdition, right, we see that being able to discern will be based on our indwelling sensitivity to the spirit and our attention to God's word as we read in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. So our ability to judge, our ability to look and be able to make, you know, uh, conclusions or come to conclusions that are correct conclusions are going to be absolutely necessary as we move through the world, as the world 
world continues to change, you have to be, as they say, up on game. And that game is what is written in the Word of God for believers. So let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. It says, Let no man deceive you by any means, by no way. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So the point is not to be deceived. The point is to apprehend truth. So believing that which is false is actually deception. It is to be deceived. And so we explored this in our Bible study, also called Set Free, Decoding Deception. We go through a number of areas where we are encouraged in the Bible not to be deceived, right? And I think this is really important to understand that there is truth that is being revealed to help you not be deceived. And so if we look at this, we can see this also in the life of Daniel, right? He played major roles in helping people to understand truth, understand what's happening in their times in a very practical way, not just an ethereal way. It's kind of like out there. He did this in a practical way and then in ways that sometimes are very difficult to understand if you read the book of Daniel. So Daniel was a prophet and a seer whose talent was renowned even among the non-Hebrew nation. So what he was able to know, what he was able to do, it went beyond just, you know, his little, you know, group of of other Hebrews. People recognize this guy has a talent. He has some kind of connection where he knows things and he can interpret things. He knows something, right? Joseph was also an interpreter of dreams. And when you have this gift, this revelatory gift, often gets out beyond you, right? Uh, People learn that you know it or learn that you have this and then they start coming to you for information. And we see this with Joseph. We see this here again with Daniel. So people with revelatory gifts like discernment of spirits, word of knowledge, and prophecy, these people make great advisors. They make great analysts. They They make great judges and strategists because they see truth. They see the truth of things even when others cannot, right? Some can accurately predict the definite future. Others see what what may, may happen. Others see what may happen or what is possible. Remember, although Paul was an apostle, he says in 1 Corinthians, and he may have just been speaking figuratively, but it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2, that he himself was a prophet. So in a real sense, Paul was kind of a prophet in a way. He was a, it's possible to be a prophet and an apostle. Jesus Christ was considered both, right? He was the apostle of our souls. He was a messenger from God. So, you know, he would be considered to be sort of like a prodigy as it pertained to the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. It's possible to have a lot of major gifts. It's really going to make your life interesting, but it is possible. So let's look at the example from Daniel. When we think of a prophet, when we think of a seer, or someone who has a revelatory gift or a gift of discernment. Let's read. It says, uh, we're going to read um, in Daniel. And so I'm going to go ahead and get started with our verses. It's pretty long. 
Um, but it says, Nebuchadnezzar the king, unto all the people, nations, and languages that dwelt in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me. How great are his signs, and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in my house, and flourishing in my palace. I saw a dream which made me afraid, and the thoughts upon my bed, and the vision of my head troubled me. Therefore made I made a decree to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me, that they might make known unto me the interpretation of the dream. Then came in the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers, and I told them the dream before them. But they did not make known unto me the interpretation thereof. But at the last Daniel came in before me, whose name was Belshazzar, according to the name of my God, and in whom is the Spirit of the Holy Gods. And before him I told the dream, saying, O Belshazzar, master of the magicians, because I know that the Spirit of the Holy God is in you, and no secret troubles you, tell me the vision of my dream that I have seen, and the interpretation thereof. Thus were the vision of my head in my bed. I saw, and behold, a tree in the midst of the earth, and the height thereof was great. The tree grew and was strong, and the height thereof reached into heaven, and the sight thereof to the end of all the earth. The leaves and thereof were fair, and the fruit thereof much, and in it was meat for all the beasts of the field, had shadow under it, and the fowls of the heaven dwelt in the boughs thereof, and all flesh was fed of it. I saw in the vision of my head upon my bed, and behold a watcher, and a holy one came down from heaven. He cried aloud and said thus, Hew down the tree, and cut off his branches, shake off his leaves, and scatter his fruit. Let the beasts get away from under it, and the fowls from his branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump of his roots in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass, in the tender grass of the fields, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let his portion be with the beasts in the grass of the earth. Let his heart be changed from a man's, and let a beast's heart be given unto him, and let seven times pass over him. This matter is by the decree of the watchers, and the demand by the word of the holy ones, to the intent that the living may know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men, and gives it to whomever he will, and sets up over it the basest of men. This dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now you, O Belshazzar, declare the interpretation thereof, for as much as all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known unto me the interpretation, but you are able, for the spirit of the holy gods is in thee. That's Daniel chapter 4, verses 1 to 18. I want you to notice how the king said, the spirit of the holy gods is in thee. The king didn't really understand fully, but he knew Daniel had access to some kind of supernatural spirit, right? Now, after Pentecost, we all have that Holy Spirit living full-time in us. He is able to provide unique information and insight. So sensitivity, right, and responsiveness to the Holy Spirit is key. Daniel was a prophet. He was a seer and a dreamer of dreams. Remember, they put him with the, they said he was the king of the magicians or the leader of the magicians or whatever. Sometimes if you have the gift of prophecy, if you have the gift of, you know, uh, discernment or even um, the gift of knowledge, 
people might assume you have some sort of magical gift that you are a magician or a witch or a warlock or something like that because it is a very uh, demonstrative gift. Um, it, it has impact on the natural world in a way that other people can actually see and feel. So I want you to understand what is actually happening. This, this king has actually put uh, Daniel sort of in the boat or, or classified him or categorized him with magicians and astrologers because he knows that this man deals in something that's supernatural that is beyond the natural world. So that is why you know, I, I sometimes talk about that which is supernatural or in the spiritual realm, so you can gain a level of comfort and familiarity to understand that you are a spirit. So this is a, a natural part of the world we live in. It's a composite world of light and dark. And so this means you shouldn't be afraid and you shouldn't be offended if people think you're a magician, okay? Just make sure to give the glory to God, right? It depends on how your gift operates to determine how you sort of show up in the world with that gift but it really is important to understand that people who you know are prophets or seers they oftentimes have the capacity to interpret other people's dreams as we see here in daniel right it's also important to remember that it is the holy spirit that operates these gifts these gifts are from the holy spirit so it's not like you start working something up right you're not coming up with it and it's why walking in your gifting is so important. Note that which is not only that which is popular, right? So I don't want you to think that, you know, you're just going to go for the popular gift, right? The popular gift may not lead you to the place that God wants you to be, your true purpose, right? If you're a prophet, it's really going to be difficult if you want to be a preacher. If that's not what God has called you to do, to be a pastor, right? In a church. So I want you to keep this in mind. God is only going to work through the gift you have and not the one you pretend to have or the one you pretend not to have, right? Don't let people convince you that as a Christian you need to do X or Y thing because it is God who gives you the increase. So be faithful to the gift that he has given you. I also want you to note that the accurate interpretation of dreams and visions are also a part of prophecy. So one who has the gift may, you know, interpret their own dreams as well, visions, um, and, and things of that nature. So it's important to understand that, you know, people who have gifts such as the gift of prophecy, they understand the mysteries also of the scriptures. As Paul indicated in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 too, so he kind of lets us see how that prophecy helps. It also has a way of elucidating scripture, the mystery in scripture. And we're going to prove that in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2. You know this verse well. It says, And although I have the gift of prophecy, understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. So we see that there is some sort of relationship between the gift of prophecy and understanding the mysteries of the kingdom, mysteries of Christ. And so we know Paul had this gift as well, or at least we can somewhat assume, and maybe he didn't, I'm not trying to make a, a case for that, because elsewhere he mentions elucidating the mysteries of Christ in Ephesians chapter 4 and also Ephesians chapter 6 and 19. So if you have a chance, I want you to read in Ephesians. 
right? He talks a lot about the mysteries of Christ. Ephesians chapter 3 and 4 and Ephesians chapter 6 and 19. These are really important keys. So we see prophets may also have keen understanding and ability to explain scripture and the spiritual realm, which may be complex or not readily evident. So it's possible you might have a Bible teacher who has a gift of teaching, and that's wonderful. They elucidate scripture. But if they also have somewhat of a gift of prophecy, right, that can actually translate to sort of understanding of the scriptures in a way that maybe is just you've never seen before or seems quite unique, right? That's because we're seeing the gift of teaching and the gift of prophecy working at the same time. So the book of Daniel, the book of Revelations, and some of the major prophets understood this point, right? Often people with the gift of prophecy may struggle with what or how much to reveal of what they are able to ascertain in scripture or through visions and dreams. They may be hesitant to reveal a truth even though it can be verified in scripture because it may seem kind of spooky or maybe even too abstract for others to understand. Often this reluctance can be because the person with this gift does not want to seem spooky or ethereal themselves. So self can get in the way of being a prophet. So if you actually have the gift of prophecy or even discernment or uh, even the word of knowledge, um, it's really important that you work on self and pride and will because remember, being a prophet, you are being the spokesperson of the express word and will of God. So you as a human being, you have your own will, you have your own ideas. It's possible, you know, sometimes you want something to happen. So you might have a strong will to say that this is what will happen or this is what will be or admonish in a particular way. So it's really important if you have any of these revelatory gifts that you really sort of work on, you know, the obedience level and pride and, you know, just being humble to God. And so those who are prone to having dreams and visions themselves uh, also, you know, um, may be reluctant to uh, share these as well. And so this is an aspect of, of the gift of prophecy, but it is a, not a hard and fast rule for all prophets, okay? You may not ever have a vision. You might only have dreams. You might you know, there are different ways that the Lord uses it, right? So I can't tell you how your gift of prophecy will work, or even discernment, or even, you know, the word of knowledge. You know, these revelatory gifts that reveal information, that reveal truth, how they work in your life is based on how the Holy Spirit administers it in your life. These are integral parts of us being able to see truth and to edify the body and to make correct decisions according to God's will and to fulfill our purpose, right? So not merely do prophets provide exhortation, but also knowing times and signs and understanding and seeing dreams and visions. So accuracy is important because you are the spokesperson of God. This is the literal meaning of a prophet. The responsibility of a prophet is to deliver the word of God accurately with nothing added or nothing, nothing taken away. Whether that word is an exhortation or a warning or a revelation about the future or an interpretation of a dream or a vision, right? These are not only limited to those with these revelatory gifts, because the Spirit of God may reveal some truth, some future event, or hidden information to you or someone who doesn't even have these gifts. 
because it is the Spirit of God which reveals. So prophets cannot be hit or miss. This is really important. And so why is it that a prophet can't be hit or miss? Because he represents God. I want you to imagine if Moses told Pharaoh that there would be locusts one day and the locusts never came. Or what if prophet warned a man about someone who was actually good? Like you can't, you know, make you can't just be making all of these, you know, sort of declarations that don't actually happen or declarations that are contrary, you know, to uh, the word of God uh, and the purposes of God. So prophecy is not soothsaying or even guessing. It is possible for you as a prophet to get it wrong. Yes, it is possible. Yes. So our anger text actually underscores this truth. However, what this means for you, if you are a prophet or you have some kind of revelatory gift, that you don't speak a thing unless you are absolutely certain it is a word of God. Because the whole point of these gifts are to reveal truth, to be able to see what is good and right, to be able to distinguish between unclean and clean, to be able to know what is godly and what is not, so that we or the people who we are working with, other believers, can make decisions and can act in ways that follow the purpose of God. So that is why it's important for accuracy. Revelatory gifts require us to rightly discern truth and determine the clean from the unclean. It is why people with such gifts must be well acquainted with God's word and active doers of the word. The Bible teaches us that the word of God is able to discern so well as to discern between bone and marrow or even spirit and soul. As it says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, we'll read it quickly. It says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Do you see how powerful and useful that is, the Word of God is? And that translated to the Spirit in these gifts of discernment and prophecy, Word of knowledge and other revelatory gifts? So becoming good at detecting truths, discerning spirits, times, and hidden truths requires deep knowledge of God's Word practical daily application in your own life if you want to get better at discernment this goes across the board whether you have the gift or not read and apply the word daily understand and meditate on god's word be a doer of the word of god our anchor text warns us not to believe every spirit because of false prophets and antichrist. So we must be vigilant to follow God's prescriptions for determining real from fake. We see this in Deuteronomy chapter 13 verses 1 and 5. And so a legitimate prophet is not solely based on accuracy of his predictions and we learned that in a previous Bible study. Did you know that there were false prophets who could make accurate predictions too? And we kind of see this, you know, the Bible, I think, kind of shows us this as early as the Old Testament. We see something similar with Moses and Pharaoh, where the royal ma uh, magicians of Pharaoh and the sorcerers, they actually turned their staffs into snakes too. Do you remember that? So the deceptive kingdom of darkness is real too, right? 
So we must distinguish or discern between the clean and the unclean. It is unclean, therefore wicked, for a prophet or a seer to make a prediction that turns people from or away from the worship of the Most High God in any way. That is how we are able to know whether something is clean or unclean, not just because that prophecy came true, okay? Look at what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 13 and 5. We read this in a previous Bible study. I want you to get it down in your spirit and your understanding and your knowledge so that you understand what God is looking for when it comes to prophets. It says in Deuteronomy 13 verse 5, And that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken to you away spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of bondage to thrust thee out of the way which the Lord your God commanded you to walk in. So shall you put away, put the evil away from the midst of thee. So he's telling you exactly why a prophet or a dreamer or a seer, anyone that claims to have inside or hidden information, why that even if whatever they say does happen to come true, you have to know whether what that information or whatever it was, whether it turns you away from the Most High God. So being a prophet requires a real humble heart for God, folks. Spokespersons do not speak for themselves, right? They do not self-aggrandize or represent themselves. You literally disappear, and it is God first. This is necessary so that you will always hear the still, small voice of truth and not the loud, boisterous yelling of pride. Pride and self-will can make you say things, predict things that are self-willed and not God's will can make you see things and discern things that are self-willed and not god will. So you have to get yourself, your, your internal will under control. Some have made predictions of doom and retribution about truly nasty people. Like these are really evil people, okay? They're doing horrible things. And some people have made predictions about them, said, you know, they're going to be cast down and all of these things. But those things did not actually happen because the prediction or the prophecy, it actually sprang from that man's will and not God's will. God has a time, and even when men are doing dastardly deeds, prophet cannot just pronounce doom upon someone because they're doing bad. And we see this example with the prophet Jonah, who was swallowed by the whale, who really didn't want to say anything good about the people of Nineveh tell them anything so we have to understand that one of the things that's really going to grab you if you're someone with a revelatory gift prophecy discernment or discernment of spirits or uh, the word of knowledge it's going to be self you, you want to have to keep that under control and self isn't bad it's just it's just what you want right like don't make it a big thing understand that it's just being able to understand what it is that you want then discern what it is that the spirit is actually conveying, right? Right? He or she can warn and admonish, you know, us in the ways of God. That's what a uh, person who has a revelatory gift can do, right? And also to guard, tell us to guard against the maturity of the sin that produces death, right? So a person with a revelatory gift, as a believer, the most important 
important thing to apprehend is truth and God's will. So our goal is understanding, distinguishing, discerning, understanding truth. And that is what prophecy does. That is what discernment of spirits does. It is being able to understand and see hidden truth, hidden facts. Just because it doesn't, you don't see it doesn't mean that it is not there. And that if you understood it, if you saw it or knew it, it could help you to make the right decisions. It could help you in your walk. It could help you to grow. So these are vital aspects of a believer's life, vital aspects of the body of Christ. And so I hope that this Bible study blessed you. You're able to use it as you walk and grow. May the Lord God bless you. And do not forget, you can get free Christian resources at lovewalk.substack.com. There you can go. You can download the resources and they're yours to use. And also a lot of these Bible studies uh, are actually posted there. Fall a little bit behind, guys, because so much has been going on. We will get back to putting them back up. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And I pray that God blesses you. Bye.